Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host Bestie. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Tracy. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Good. Mm-hmm. It's good to be back. Yeah. You mean, you're glad to be back from the little trip you were yes, on, right? Yes. I took a trip to Colorado with my husband, mm-hmm. Muffin, yes. one of our sponsors, and uh, we went to visit our oldest son, Nate, who lives there. Your biggest mini muffin. Yeah, that's right. He is literally the biggest one, too, because he's six foot three. Right. <laughs> so he towers over all the rest of us. Mm-hmm. But it was great. We had a night. Oh, Denver is beautiful. Yeah. You know. It's yeah. very sunny over there. Yeah. And when it's 40 degrees and sunny in Denver, it feels like summertime here yeah. in Chicago. You know what I mean? I, like 40 degrees here is way different. Than, I don't know why. The sun, maybe. Uh, and something, about, something the about the moisture in the air. Right. Because it's dry out there. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was beautiful. We had a great time. We ate a lot of great food. Well, that's good. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, but today we're not going to talk about Denver except for that little little caveat. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, we're talking about fads. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you excited? I am excited. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the topic or the title of our topic is how to avoid, avoid. Fads, right? And uh, we're going to get into it. So we've got three takeaways. We've got a what, a why, and a how mm-hmm. for our listeners today. What is a fad by definition? So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that. We're going to review fads from the past and fads, you know, current. And then why? Why should we avoid them? And how? How can we avoid fads? Mm-hmm. It's possible. It is possible, and it's kind of something that you would say you should do. It's sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay tuned all the way to the end, because as usual, we're going to have a little bit of inspiration, and particularly with this episode, we really want to give you a boost in the right direction when it comes to fads. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's jump in with our review of fads. First of all, what what is it? What is a fad, Catherine? Well, a fad is kind of like a craze or an obsession and even a a behavior Mm -hmm. that is short-lived. Most of the time, it's um, put out there by um, marketing places. And actually, and today, it's even put out by um, people who are not in the corporate world, but like with TikTok and... They call them influencers. Yes, exactly. Those people, yes. Yes, yeah. Maybe that's us. Are we influencers? I hope we're positive influencers. I hope so, too. Yeah. So, um, but that's, that's uh, what a fad is in a nutshell. They're mm-hmm. short-lived. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, too, they are um, taking our money. <laughs> yeah, A lot of times. Yes. Or attention. If it's not money, it's attention. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's what a fad is. So we were going to review some of the popular fads that some of our listeners might remember. Yeah. I mean, some of them, you know, you might uh, giggle or chuckle or think, oh, yeah, what were people thinking? You know, there's been <laughs> all kinds of fads. So um, one thing I wanted to mention was there's diet fads. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what comes to mind is... Um, I know in the 1920s, I don't know why I know this, but um, there was a cigarette diet. Mm-hmm. And so uh, smoking was promoted to... Um, to lose weight? You. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I have a lot of friends and family who have used it as a tool mm-hmm. for that. And then if they stop smoking, they gain weight. Yeah, right. 
because then they just turn to food. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, but it started in the 20s. Wow. Yeah. The 30s had uh, the grapefruit diet, which that's resurfaced many times. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. And remember Ugh. the uh, Atkins diet of oh, the yeah. 90s? Yeah, yeah. That guy actually started it, I think, way back, like in the 70s. Okay. But it became popular in the 90s. You know, yeah. some things people are like, oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, I think when you talk about fads, fad diets is like, a con- it's, like it's probably a multi-billion dollar industry mm-hmm. that goes from the ages and will go till the time that we're no more. Fad, it- because people want, you know... You know, uh, that reminds me, P.T. Barnum, he said, I got to find this up. He said, there's a sucker born every minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was he, that circus guy. Well, he capitalized right. on he did. the suckers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. think of that. Well, throughout the decades, there has been mood rings. No, Did I, you have a I, mood ring? You know, I remember mood rings. I don't recall having one, but I remember my friends having them. I may have. I just don't remember it. Yeah. But my, I had one. I remember them little... always being black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what does that say? Wait, what? <laughs> You're dark. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. I don't recall what all of the different colors were, but I know that there was green, there was like a brown, there was black, and blue. So, like I said, I don't remember all of the colors, but there actually was, I read this, that there actually were crystals in there, and whatever the temperature of your body was, or something, these crystals would make the colors change, and supposedly it did reflect the, the type of mood or emotion that you're experiencing. Well, that's so fascinating. And I can see why I would fall prey to that. Because I would be like, that's neat. Oh, I, I want to know. I had one. And I wasn't <laughs> even into jewelry. Yeah. But it was a fad. So yeah. somehow I got one. I don't know if it was a Christmas gift. I know I wouldn't have bought it myself, I don't think. Yeah. Because yeah, I was really young. But, you know, I had these itty bitty fingers and this huge, <laughs> this huge ring. Looked ridiculous. That's funny. Yeah. So a big thing in the 70s was pet rocks. I remember pet rocks. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Literally rocks and people bought them. <laughs> As a pet. As a pet. Hey, I got to give them credit. Whoever came up with the pet rock was somebody like us. Like, I want a pet with no, no care involved. You know, I don't want it to eat or poop. I just wanted to be there. Put them on the couch next to each other in the little dollhouse. (laughs) Things like that. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Black lights were also a big thing. Yeah. Now that was, was, well, I was going to say when I was in junior high, which was the 70s, we did our little like parties at each other's houses and turned all the lights off and took the black light on. I had one. Yeah. And I had the posters (laughs) that lit up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wait, were they... Did they have some kind of fuzz on them? Like they yeah, were textured? Yeah, they were like velvety yes. or velour. Oh, my. Yeah, I we're don't know the big difference between velour and velvet. But yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, I had a Led Zeppelin one. <laughs> it was all colorful. <laughs> I would just stare at it. <laughs> but look, I mean, our generation, we had nothing. We had rocks. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have yeah. like, you know, video games know. and cell phones. I think, like, how did I acquire these things? I didn't have a job, but I think that sometimes they were Christmas gifts or yeah. things like that, you yeah. know? Yeah, I was Fun. lucky enough to, you know, get <laughs> to what get I asked stuff. for. Yeah. Right. Oh, and then the 80s was Pac-Man Fever, Cabbage Patch Dolls. Yeah. And um, the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. So I didn't have a Cabbage Patch Doll or I did play Pac-Man and listen to that song. 
Pac-Man fever. I don't recall that song, but oh. I remember playing Pac-Man, but at the the local arcade. Oh. You know, I didn't have that at home. Oh, okay. I would have to go okay. to the local arcade mm-hmm. for Pac-Man, yeah, and put the money into the big box mm-hmm. and sit there and play it. And yeah. it would <laughs> Look at us. So weird. <laughs> well, yeah, we this one year it was a big splurge. My grandparents bought each one of the grandkids uh, an Atari. Oh, yeah. So I was hearing in my sleep. Well, and then was it Mrs. Pac-Man or Ms. Pac-Man? Yeah, that or came along something too. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the song Pac-Man Fever. Okay. Yeah. Water beds. Oh, that was yeah. My sister uh, had a water bed. Oh, did she? Yeah, it was so cool. Oh, yeah. I never had one, but when I would go to people's homes who had one, I'm like, "Wow." That, yeah. That was so cool. It was Which, really neat. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> And then the 90s, Tickle Me Elmo, Beanie Babies, Hacky Sacks. I didn't have, well, it had, I was about to say I didn't have any of those. I did have Beanie Babies. Well, you were a parent or you were? I was a parent in the a, 90s. A young parent. I was. With young, young kids. Yes. And you got into the Beanie Baby craze. I did. And I went all over Kingdom Come for the Tickle Me Elmo. Did you find time. one? I did find one. I don't remember how, but I remember I did have to know go through some hoops to get okay, it for so, our son so just baby. in case someone is listening mm-hmm. who has no idea what mm-hmm. we're talking about there was a time when the supply chain issues were elevated like like i don't know how they did it but they had a hot toy mm-hmm. and that tickled me okay cabbage patch kids was the first time i recall there being like this shortage of toys care bears i think but yeah. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But then when Tickle Me Elmo came out, that was like the next big hot thing. Oh, yeah. And parents would just go all over yeah. to try to get that for their kid. It was like a quest. I think I went on Black Friday, actually, yeah. and got it. Yeah. And, yeah, that was, and that was put out by, you know, Mattel or one yeah. of those. Yeah, that made a big deal about it. Yeah, and, you know, I don't remember about Tickle Me Elmo. If we got one, we might have. I, I can't remember. That's <laughs> you know, weird. It's so funny. I did get it for my son. Mm-hmm. He didn't care about it. He was just a little <laughs> toddler. He's like, whatever. He, or, yeah, if that. You know, we're like, look at he he We laughed more than he did. The so. Beanie Babies, I remember that being more of a lengthy situation in terms of, like, it seemed like it went on year after year you know and then when it when it invaded mcdonald's and the happy meal toy i mean that was like the perfect (laughs) combination yes of you know first of all who's the genius that came up with it's a happy meal it's not just a meal it's not a kid's meal it's a happy meal Mm -hmm. come on mom Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. can make your kid happy. Those begging kids in their car seats and their feet are kicking the back of your seat. <laughs> yes, you and know? you're banging your head on the steering wheel going, give me five happy meals. Why did I even go to McDonald's? Right, if I'd only I'd remembered that birth control bill. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so so the Beanie Baby thing, I yeah. just I just remember it being, um, there, were, there were like rare ones. There were rare collectible Beanie Babies and you were supposed to leave the tags on so the kids couldn't play with them. And the more rare, the more precious, the more valuable they were going to be down the road Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I did have some. The actual Beanie Babies, I didn't go all over to to, to get one. Yeah. Um, And 
I did get some that were sent overseas from relatives in England, the Princess Diana one after yeah. she passed oh, away. Oh, yeah, that would be a hot item. Yeah, I had that one. Uh, I had the Britannia one, which you could get that one here, too. So that would be the little British one with the Union Jack. Right, lung, right. That kind of thing. But, and I did let the kids play with them, but I did say, don't take the tag off, you know, and I put the little tag protector because you could get the tag protector. <laughs> I didn't know they yes. came with the tag protector. Oh, yeah, I had those too. <laughs> Jeez. But the one thing I didn't do, and I'm not trying to mock anyone or, you know, who did, it? Who did do this, yeah. but I didn't have them like all on my shelves. Like I didn't want to display them. Yeah. Although now that I think about it, I think I had a net. And that was in, in um, Patrick's room, and it was like in a, oh, like a, a net in the yeah. corner. Yeah, and you toss them in there, throw them in there, so they were sort of on display. Okay, so I'm, I mean, just thinking about that craze back mm-hmm. then, and you know, different moms at different levels had whatever involvement in the Beanie Baby mm-hmm. um, syndrome, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that. Um, it's it's like now nowadays. The Beanie Baby thing, I mean, has is it making a comeback? Is it, like, what are people doing with their Beanie Baby collections? Yeah, you, you know, from what I understand, I don't think you can even give things like that and stuffed animals to thrift stores because they can carry so many germs in them. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure. But I, I am going to correct myself, too. I didn't run around, like I said, all of looking for Beanie Bays, Babies everywhere, but I did <laughs> go quite the distance for the McDonald's Happy Meal mini beanie babies okay Mm. oh my goodness i'm looking online i just googled are beanie babies valuable now get this okay (laughs) now whoever (laughs) all right but i don't know who put this out but humphrey the camel so supposedly online is worth twelve hundred dollars employee the bear three thousand nana the monkey four thousand now you know I don't know where this is coming from. Right. And it's only worth what someone will pay. That's so true. So if one is going to pay for Humphrey the camel, <laughs> then whatever. But <laughs> right. Oh, it is hilarious. He's from 1993. He is one of nine original Beanie Babies. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to tell my sister and see if she's still got her Beanie Babies because she had quite a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some fads did last a long time, but they were still nonetheless a fad. Right. Right. Yeah. Interesting. All mm-hmm. right. Well, that's, that's okay. That what fun? else? It was fun. Yeah. What, what else you got over there with the Well, fads? I don't have anything else really written down, but you know, there's a, oh, but so we were discussing whether or not there's still fads now. And of right. course, there, there are actually charcuterie boards. Yeah. That is a fad. That's right. a fad. That's, that's probably going to go out. Um, Selfies and belfies. What's a belfie? I have no idea I know. what a belfie is. I didn't know either, so I had to look it up. It, it the, All the young people know what they are. They're uh, selfies of your butt. What? Yes. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. I'm looking it <laughs> and up. you're going to like this next one. Okay. Because I know that you, you've mentioned this. Okay. The repainted eyebrows. Oh, I, I can't stand those. Uh, <laughs> I can't stand those eyebrows that are... I, it Come looks on now. Like, no. No. Be, be, no. It looks like punctuation. Yes. It's too it, harsh. Well... Y- <laughs> It is too hard. I'm somewhere in between. I love the defined 
it's in style i do Ugh. i do love it but when they're severe then yeah i'm like whoa maybe <laughs> We can't see the rest of your face because all we see is groucho marks. I I do get that. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm actively waiting for the time when the eyebrow fad phase, whatever it is, goes back the other way. Because, I mean, I remember back in the 80s, maybe it was the 80s, could have been in between there, Mm -hmm. where it was like teeny tiny skinny you would pluck every brow you had except for like little pencil brows yeah you know i was looking at um i was watching a betty white special the other day yeah and it was her from ages ago and i was looking at her eyebrows i'm like yeah i'm glad those skinny pencil lines are gone because you know i don't like that either so okay i'm sorry i just looked up belfie Mm -hmm. no this is a no this is a no can do please do not do this do not take a picture of your own bottom and put it anywhere Mm -hmm. please don't yeah well it's a fad and it's and it's a selfie belt it's a it's a bell it's called a belfie because it's it's a selfie of of your your butt butt. okay oh we forgot to mention speaking of like a compound word that we make up oh right our sponsors sponsors. puffin (laughs) oops puffin right muffin and poo poo and muffin that's our our, our guys anyway now now you lost i lost my train of thought oh oh about the belfie thing Mm -hmm. no it's a no yeah it's a hard no please stop make it stop (laughs) no more (laughs) who thought of that listen to your mother yes well mothers are probably doing it okay first of all anything that you put on social media you Mm. can't get it off oh it's a permanent marker it is baked in the cake it's out there do not put a photo of your own butt that's think about that media. when you go to get a job like if you're a young person you've got your your belfie whether your pants are on or not <laughs> and someone wants to hire you and then they see your belfie and they're gonna be like what this poor oh. taste poor taste i'm gonna not hire this person yeah don't do it <laughs> yeah well some more fads that are still current uh the nerd look is very popular right now and you could see that anywhere yeah. That nerd look with the bow ties and the button shirt up to here and the big thick glasses. Yeah. It's, that's all in. Yeah. Gosh. Boy or girl. They they look the same. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just nerdy. Yeah. Do yeah. they go as far? Because I had no idea of this either. Do they put the little pencil protector, pocket protector? I, ha- I have seen that. Oh, like, wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And not on the computer. I mean, I've seen that out in the public. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, and there's this thing, the silicone bubble pop, which I would love to get my hands on that. That's a fidgety thing. So it's just like the, you know, the air bubble packs you get when, with shipping products. Mm-hmm. But this is, <laughs> this is, you could do it over and over and over. They don't, you know, pop and dissolve or whatever. And um, that just looks like something I wouldn't mind fidgeting with. <laughs> I give that to my daughter, Emily. She's always fidgeting, you know, with her hands. Oh, do you know what I wish that they would invent? Mm. Something like that, but with zits in it. Oh, yeah. And then you could just pop zits. Oh, you would like that. I would. But then once they're popped, they're popped. I, I Yeah. Any, anyway, let's not talk about right. that. <laughs> I was about Move to on. mention my little weird obsession, but I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and hot chocolate bombs. Yeah. Those are cool. See that? Okay, so that's the thing about fads. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah. It's unique. It's cool. It's like 
mm-hmm. special. Right. But it is going to kind of come and go. Yeah. I, I mean, they're not all going to be like Beanie Babies and Cabbage Patch dolls. There are going to be things that we use, like the charcuterie boards and things like that. Yeah. And actually, as I'm thinking about fads, I guess not all fads are 100% negative. I mean, it's okay. Right. Like if yeah. you, you get into the charcuterie phase and mm-hmm. you create some, it's using your creativity to create something beautiful, you know, go for it, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably when you take it to the nth degree, like you now you've got seven rooms in your home that are filled with Beanie Babies and you yeah. think that's going to be your retirement plan. Yeah. It's that. Right. Right. And you know, I know we just did a podcast on air fryers, but who knows? That might be... You're 20 years from now, we, we might look back and be like, wow, remember that craze? Yeah, but with the air fryer, I will say this now that we're empty nesters, because I've said this to you many times, I am loving the fact that you can just do a meal for two in your yeah. little air fryer and it's so convenient. Yeah. So I mean, even they're if great. It, they're great. Yeah, and even if fads do kind of come and go, like when you said the nerd fad, the, the nerd look, I mean, I get it that that um, fashion trends and fashion fads, they do come and go. And so we just, yeah. we jump in and jump on board, yeah. you know, for, for many of them. Like the skinny jeans, like like I oh, have, yeah. you know, the, the, the hem of your jeans, it seems to kind of go in and out like you're breathing, you know, yeah. <laughs> just like, wait, are, they, are we doing flared now or is it skinny? What is it? Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm waiting for to go out of style What's are that? the scarecrow pants. Oh, I've so, got them on right now. Oh, oops. I've I've got like little. <laughs> oh, you do. But they're not so bad. No, these There's only have a couple. A little, little bit of phrase. So I call oh. them scarecrow pants <laughs> because the shredded pants, right? and I've worn them. I mean, I've had them. I don't have any anymore because I'm done with them. Oh. But but they're shredded, and then at the bottom they're frayed. Whoever would have thought? I know. Twenty I know. years ago. That we oh, would do that? That we would be buying pants that have tons of holes in them. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, yesterday when we were coming home from Denver, mm-hmm. okay. I could tell you were bursting oh, yeah. to say oh, yeah. something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, so we're at the Denver airport <laughs> and there's people everywhere. Uh-huh. And you can't help but form opinions, right? Oh, so I didn't. I know, but I didn't say anything oh, out loud. Right. Very good. I just let let yeah. it kind of percolate in my head. There was a woman. <laughs> now in, you are saying well, it out but loud. I don't know this person. <laughs> just gonna make a comment she was in front of me at the tsa Mm -hmm. so you know we're all like cattle herded into these little lines and then we're going through tsa and we have to take off our shoes and we have to you know put all our stuff in and i'm just noticing Mm -hmm. that she's in front of me with these scarecrow pants on except they were scary scarecrow pants. oh no yeah because she had so many holes in them that her holes were about to connect to each other oh okay and look she she had a chain of lakes yeah. I mean, there was like a very thin margin of thread between two of her holes. And oh. if that if that thread gave way, oh. <laughs> it was going to be a whole nother search for the TSA. Yeah, I was just, just going to say, like, well, they know she's not hiding anything in those jeans because there's they're nowhere skin. to hide. Nowhere to hide. Yeah. And, you know, she was blessed in many ways. You know, she had a lot of things to show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say, yeah, let's get rid of the scarecrow pants. Okay. At least the ones that are scary. Yeah. You know, that reminds me, mm-hmm. talking about the different styles that come and go and mm-hmm. these, these pants. David Henry Thoreau once said, every generation laughs at the old fashions, religiously follows the new. Yeah. And that's so true with us. Yeah. I mean, when you think about classic styles, like, you know, some women that just 
um, and men too, I suppose, but they adopt a more classic. Like Jackie O. Yes. That's classic. That's always been in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you might um, deviate a little bit with some accessories and kind of yeah. go in the ebb and flow. Yeah. But by and large, your staples are classic. Mm-hmm. And they never go out of style. Yeah. I mean, because we got to wear clothes. Let's hope. Right. Let's hope that the Christian Let's nude open, camp yeah, thing yeah, doesn't oh. become a thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Anything else fun. on um, uh, popular no, fads? No. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. All right. Now, why should we avoid these fads, Catherine? Well, they they steal our money, our time, our energy. Um, a lot of times, and I know this has been the case with me, that there's been guilt associated with it and even shame and embarrassment. Um, why would there be guilt? Because I know I've wasted money on I it. I see. I know that I've wasted time, gas money, running around, you know, Trying getting these things, these things, thinking that that's going to please my kids. Mm-hmm. And so so that's why there's guilt and shame and embarrassment associated. Yeah. I mean, it's not like inherently something that, that you sh- should feel. You just need to be mindful yeah. if you're in that in that vein you know you don't even know you're caught up in it really yeah because what i mean by that is when something is advertised whether it's on social media because let's face it i don't think many people watch um tv commercials anymore especially those that are geared for our children we're not watching those kinds of channels and we fast forward through them right but you know Every single week when I'm doing research for our podcasts, Mm -hmm. on the side, I'm trying to read an article, and on the side, (laughs) things are flashing at me that I've looked up. Like, I was recently looking for end tables. Yeah, scary. Well, I had had selected a few that Mm -hmm. that I kind of liked. And every single time I get on, no matter what website it is, they, they, what they do is they magnify it so that it becomes bigger, smaller, bigger, smaller. Mm-hmm. So it's flashing at me like a Las Vegas street <laughs> sign, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're constantly getting bombarded with it. So we just have to be mindful. Yeah. And I think we should use the word sometimes avoid. You know, because I don't think that it is 100% of the time that we need to avoid a fad. You know, I mean, if the kids are all into those little fidget spinners and it's going to help your child to <laughs> to not fidget, yeah. you know, get them a fidget spinner. It doesn't yeah. mean that, you know, we have to avoid it all the time. But I guess I like the word mindful that you just used mm-hmm. to be present mm-hmm. with yourself in terms of why am I... Why am I really kind of getting into this? And what are we going to get out of it? And how much is it going to cost? Yeah. You know, and make a decision based on that rather than just pulling the trigger because everybody else is. Yeah. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so, but it's not inherently wrong, but it can lead to um, definitely some issues. It, it can. Yeah. And uh, most of all, it takes us away, uh, in some cases, from spending time or money on something that's way more important yeah. anyway. Right. All right. Anything mm-hmm. else about um, why we should avoid fads? No, those are the main reasons. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then how? How do we do this, Catherine? Well, we found, well, you found yeah. uh, this website, and it's called Becoming Minimalist. And this particular one that you had pulled up when we first started talking about doing this was nine ways to avoid spending on fads. 
and I just, and it's by Joshua Becker. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, his story is amazing. This guy, I now I can't stop following him, and watching his videos, <laughs> reading his his posts. He was a pastor for 15 years, mm-hmm. and his degree is in um, accounting or finance. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, now he he's full time doing this, encouraging people, speaking. He's written five books on um, being a minimalist being a m- minimalist and what's so funny is like when you think about that well how much can you say about that but there really is a lot yeah. because it's everything from um you know finances and living more joyfully and all, all kinds of things mm-hmm. anyway that's a side note well one of the ways to avoid spending on fads is to know who starts them and uh, the reason he says that is because when you know who has started it, you could be more mindful and have more discernment as to whether yeah. or not this is a wise decision. Right. So if it's started by Mattel, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And they, they rarely have your best interest in mind. So that's that's it in a nutshell. Right. For they want to sell more of their widgets. Mm-hmm. Right. And this goes with that. Recount where you first heard about the fad. So did you see it on TikTok? Was it on the front shelves of Target? And then he says, if you could trace back to the beginning where you were first introduced to the newest phenomenon that everyone is trying to be a part of, you'll be in a better position to discern if it's a passing fad or something timeless. Mm -hmm. Or in other words... Like, like a trend could sometimes be something that's an improvement, right. something positive. Like not, an air fryer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And he also says, was it a source that is typically swayed by the cultural obsession of the day or was it a source that provided wise and stable wisdom over the years? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's one I struggle with. He says, stay out of stores. And basically, because then you're not facing the demon <laughs> you're not influenced by what they've got all on display yeah. and you know because they're targeting you well we have to remember that every decision that we make to buy something has an emotion behind it yeah so marketers they don't market to your sense of sensibility and your wisdom and your spending mm-hmm. and they market to the emotion. Yeah. So they're going to make you feel like I have to get a happy meal for my little toddler. Or a pet rock. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to be the only one in first grade that doesn't have a pet rock. Yeah. Stuff like that. Because if there is money to be made in mm-hmm. whatever it is, they're, they're going to... They're experts. Just yeah. like when we talked about how certain foods are made to be addictive. Right. These people know what they're doing. They do. They're yeah. very smart. That's that's right. And good on them that they are. Yeah. Good on them that right. they figured out the, the little formula. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're beware. Not. Buyer beware. Mm-hmm. Uh, learn from past mistakes. Okay, wait. Back up one more second. Yes. Before you go on to number four, because number three, stay out of stores. The hard oh. part about that mm-hmm. is that now, nowadays... We're really not in the stores, but where are we? We're online. So you not only have to watch yourself at the store thing, but you have to watch yourself on social media. Exactly right. You know, just like I was just saying, when I'm looking up researching for these podcasts, yeah. those things are flashing on the side, grabbing my attention. Okay, and, not and, only the ads either, though. Right, and social it's the joneses you know keeping up with the neighbors or whatever and if so-and-so just got their thing and they're the birthday party and they post the picture and now you want your kid to have that Mm -hmm. you know we can all i fall prey to that 
We can all yeah. fall prey to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, number four, learn from your mistakes. <laughs> yeah. He says here, it's hard to admit mistakes, so it can be easy to make excuses why buying into unnecessary fad products was actually a good idea at the time. We rationalize away our reckless purchase by reminding ourselves that everyone was buying them that same style of shirt or how every parent was trying to get their hands on princess unicorn for their daughter. I've been there. Yeah. I have definitely. I think we all have. Mm, I think so too. Yeah. Which is why we're doing this. Right. Because we have weak moments and then we want to justify whatever it was that we just made the decision on. Mm -hmm. So we make an emotional decision and we buy something based on that emotion. Mm -hmm. And then we try to apply practical reasons as to why we made that emotional decision. And it is maddening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then what, uh some of us do is we know what we've spent on it so and but but it's it's frustrating us it's in the way or it's whatever but we know what we spent on it so then we have a hard time getting rid of it right but this guy addresses that too not not in this article but in another one yeah yeah all right what's number five commit to owning and buying less Mm. the most effective way to overcome the pull of trendy consumerism in every capacity is to own less. And he says, when you own fewer possessions, you discover more money, time, and energy for things that matter. And you shift your focus of your life from the pursuit of material possessions toward a more intentional life instead. Yeah, and I think when you do that, you have more peace and you're happier with the things that you have. Mm -hmm. So rather than always looking around for what you don't have, you're discontent with what you do have. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I I love clothes. And he mentions here in this paragraph, this Project 333 experiment. So I clicked on it because it says, if you want to stop buying into fashion fads, click on this. So Mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Basically, this gal that has created this idea and put this together, it's for three months, we're 33 of the same things the whole time. Oh, so you can just mix and match? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, I thought, mm, gosh, I don't know if I could do that, but it'd be worth a try for some people. Maybe me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's okay. Um, how do I want to say this? Because I know what your closet looks like. I know how many white items you have in your closet. I know how many jean jackets you have. <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, did you I only have d- one. The one you're wearing? That's it. Wow. Yeah. And the reason I wore it is like, you know, I love this. If I don't start wearing it more, I'm getting rid of it. There you go. Yeah. No, I only have one now. One green, army green. Oh, army green. That's right. one. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. That's before all of this. Yeah. 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 And it's it's tough to, um, I don't know if you were planning on talking about this or if this is coming up, but it's, it can be overwhelming to try to think about like, say, changing out your entire wardrobe, you know, but maybe just start where you can or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope that we do cover more of that in future Yeah, podcasts. I think we should. I yeah. do too, because there's so much. I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. All right, number six. Uh, embrace a waiting period. Fads come and go pretty quick, sometimes within a matter of weeks. Not all the time, but if you're really on the fence about a purchase and you can't quite decide if it's a useful purchase or simply a passing fad, give yourself two weeks. I, I would say, though, that that's... Um, this Joshua saying that, I would say give maybe more time than that before buying anything. Yeah, probably bef- uh, depends on the item. Yeah, right. All right. Okay. Well, that's good advice, though, because 
um, when, when in doubt, do without, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a little catchphrase. Yeah. Um, and just wait until you have more clarity and confidence that it is the thing to do. Yeah. No matter what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. right. How about number seven? Be confident with your style. And as we were just saying, that yeah. fads and trends, they play on our insecurities, they play on our emotions. And he says they subtly claim that our current lives are not enough to thrive in society and that we need to buy what everyone else is buying in order to keep up with the changing times. Yeah. So um, basically, it's it's kind of understand and be grateful for what you have when I... And I guess when I said understand is just understand that it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. You can be confident Mm -hmm. with what you have. Yeah. Okay. Number eight. Rethink the value of money. Mm. Your money is only as valuable as what you choose to spend it on. Your dollars, after providing for your needs, can be sent on consumerist and selfish pursuits, or it can be used to help others and solve problems in the world. So... He means, you know, donating or yeah. contributing, tithing, whatever it might be. You know, I had someone who was very wise say this to me a long time ago. He was a businessman. And he said that um, income is limited and spending is unlimited. Mm-hmm. Regardless of where you are, yeah. you could be the most highly paid actress or NFL football player your spending is unlimited, but your income is limited. Look at how many, you know, really um, high paid um, professional athletes have come to their demise financially because they didn't quite catch that couldn't manage, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, Number nine. Choose your own life. Mm. Nobody gets to decide what life you live and the attitudes you bring into this world. Nobody gets to decide what you spend your money on. Those are your choices. Yeah. Even Catherine and Boom. Tracy can't tell right. you what to do. Right, <laughs> right. Very true. Oops, I just lost that whole Well, website. and one of the interesting words that just came into my mind was intentional. Be yeah. intentional mm-hmm. about your own life. You know, I mean, we really do. Every day that we live, like like time is is limited and it and it's once and done Mm -hmm. every day that we are on this planet is one a one-time occurrence yeah right never get the time back just like you were saying that um that that wise businessman that you yeah that he said your income is limited it is so is your time Uh, oh and actually so is your energy your time is even more so limited than your income Mm, because You will never get the time back. You can't make more of it. Exactly. You can't reclaim it. I mean, your time is a treasure. Right. Our days on this earth are limited and numbered. Exactly right. right. But they are. All right. Speaking of treasures, let's let's transition right into our scripture verse, which is our inspirational close. And uh, it's from Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. And it says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. If you don't have treasures stored up, nobody can steal them. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That way. And we want to give you a call to action right. along this vein, because maybe you're listening and you're like me and Catherine, and you can think of things that you have wasted time and money 
in the past, you know, or mm-hmm. maybe even now, <laughs> right? <laughs> You've you you may have um, kind of chased after something, and and perhaps it's not all that, mm-hmm. you know. And it could be something that's just you know uh, not that expensive, or it could be something that's devastatingly expensive. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, we want to encourage you to forgive yourself. Have a little session with the Lord. Yes. And put it before him. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe go back to this chapter, Matthew chapter six, and read the whole chapter mm-hmm. and just pray it out to the Lord and just, you know, ask him to forgive you and then forgive yourself and move on. Yeah. And then don't but do it, that again. Right. And if you do, that's okay. Pick up again. Yeah. And uh, small steps. Yeah. Small steps. Baby steps. Yeah. That's what Dave Ramsey says. He calls yeah. it baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know this to be a fact. I know that the Lord loves all of us. Mm-hmm. He got, for God so loves the world. The world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, from John 3, he loves the world so much that he sent his son to save us. And so he loves that we would seek him on this issue. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's what we encourage you to do. Seek the Lord on it. Get the forgiveness situation worked out and then carry on. Yeah. And have an abundant life. That's right. In his abundance. Wow. That's so good. I'm going to listen to this and, and then apply it myself. <laughs> uh, next time, we had a plan, yeah. but we're switching it. Mm-hmm. You don't know that we had a plan, but we did have a plan, but we're going to switch it. Because this has inspired us so much. Truth be told, we were supposed to record this last week, but we weren't ready. Like We just didn't feel like we had enough meat in it. Mm-hmm. And I think now... Now we do. And mm-hmm. now Catherine is like on fire. Like I see smoke yeah. coming off of her head. It's like a, yeah. So Sitting. stay tuned because next week we're going to bring you another episode on minimalism. Mm-hmm. Min- minimalism. It's hard to say. Yeah. But becoming minimalist. Minimalist. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. We'll see you next time. Bye.